0: I feel like I'm in the middle of a Marmite war here. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Know. Between, you, between you two. I mean, like, Stephen absolutely loves it. You absolutely hate it. I'm kind of like, I enjoyed it.
1: Hello and welcome to Geek Sweat. I'm MKH and today I'm talking to Jamie and Stephen about Mank, a movie about the famously controversial 1930s screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz. We'll talk about what made his most famous creation, Citizen Kane, one of the greatest films ever, and some of the innovative screenwriting techniques behind its success. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone out there, and welcome to the Geek Sweat podcast. Um, and you are now tuned into another episode of the MKH cut. Um, you'll be very proud today because I've decided to put my big boy pants on and do something rather more mature. I think on previous episodes we've delved into action, shooting, um, a bit of nudity, but now I've taken the leap to be a proper adult and delve into something a little bit more, I don't know, thespian if you like. Um, today um, joining me on this journey is um first of all jay hello jay
0: hello hello
1: how's it going and um stephen code yeah you just
2: mentioned lesbians
1: what are you on about fespians
0: fespians
1: (laughs) fespians theater Uh, people people. arty, arty type okay uh quick question are you guys okay yes or no
2: i'm good I'm alright. My backgammon game online, is, because Flash stopped on browsers now, I can't play my, my favourite backgammon game anymore. Which, which game? Backgammon. What is that? Backgammon? It's the board game with the pointy things.
1: Wow. When did, when did Flash stop? <laughs> I know it stopped. Did it stop within it the last week? Two weeks ago, about two weeks ago. Damn. So
2: is there any alternatives? I found one, but it's a bit more stressful. There's doubling dice, and you think you can bet, and I don't like the, the direction this is going. <laughs> uh,
1: but I don't understand that. why would Adobe do that? Like, I don't understand when so many uh, they want things are not- to be, they want everyone to be HTML or
2: something. Whatever the hell that uh, means. I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's what I've heard.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you've come for, like, smart information, you've come to the wrong podcast. We're just we're just geeks <laughs> where... We're only geeks <laughs> where... We don't know anything. So, on today's episode, we will be speaking about the biographical film based on the development of the screenplay for Citizen Kane. And the film I'm talking about is the Netflix uh, original... Film that came out in twenty twenty, Mank, and it is speaking about Herman J.
0: Mankiewicz, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Mankiewicz. Okay, so guys, first of all, did you both um, watch Mank? Oh yeah, no, that's a great start. No, excellent. And (laughs) (laughs) Um, before we get into like the actual film itself did you guys both get to see the um Citizen Kane film
0: I I haven't watched Citizen Kane but
1: you've never, never. watched it
0: no I've never watched it but now that I've seen Mank, I kind of think I should
1: yeah wow okay that's that's a bit of a distraction I didn't realize it was going to happen okay so Stephen you've obviously yeah. watched Citizen Kane like you actually encouraged me to watch Citizen Kane what did you think of the film I loved it, actually. So for those that don't know, so Citizen Kane, like, it's not even a spoiler. So Citizen Kane is basically the story of a media tycoon and his life, his journey from child to, well, his death. And reporters going around trying to find out what his last words meant. The last word being a uh, rosebud. Um, so why did you watch it a few times then, Stephen? I love the film. It's, it's it's
2: it was one of the first Hollywood films to kind of use flashback. And although I'm not a big fan of flashback, this uses it really elegantly. Um, there, there's so many. I mean, it's not just about the writing. I mean, the writing's incredible. But it's also about the direction, uh, the, the, the you know the, the the kind of deep focus that he pioneered in it. There's a shot. Of, there's a camera goes through the, the 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 night the light of a of a nightclub and goes straight through the glass. And there's a brilliant bit where a picture goes live, and they all walk off the picture. I mean, there's so many little stylistic techniques, and it's, it's like an epic story of a of a man being kind of brought down by his own. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so do you appreciate Citizen Kane for its um like its production design rather than its story or
2: no? Yeah, it's all it all it's, it all works. It's it's why I mean it's. Obviously, everyone knows it's kind of it's often named as the greatest film ever made. and That's because everything in it works perfectly. It's also maybe because also awesome Miles was given complete, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, he was given final edit, he was creative he control, never, never mm-hmm. control over anything, he, yeah, complete control over it. He could do whatever he wanted about any subject, so he had never had any worry about any studio interference, he never had that luxury again. And he, he spent his whole life looking for it and kind of you know he's the guy who who kind of his first thing was the best thing he did although some people will debate that but you know it's kind of citizen Kane was his first thing and he made it when he was like 25 i haven't watched
0: citizen Kane, but i did kind of like do a
2: little bit of research but um
0: i remember reading that he was saying that it was a um it was a pleasant mistake like he The way he put the film together, it was more out of ignorance and inexperience than anything else. So it wasn't, you know,
2: a happy accident, really. He was new to filmmaking and he didn't. So there's there's another film about this called RKO 281 starring Lee Schreiber
1: as um, Orson Welles. Let me just give my critique on um, Citizen Kane. Um, it went down like a cold cup of sick. I hated that film from beginning to end. And the only reason I did it is because Stephen said he was going to watch a film that I recommended in return. Citizen Kane, I don't give a damn. And everyone out there can listen to this. Listen to my words very carefully. I hate that film. I hate everything about it. I wish, you know, the only good thing about that film is that it did innovate the way they do films now, like, like Stephen's already mentioned, that... Uh, A lot of the shots were revolutionary, like the flashbacks, um, like peering through a glass. But I just, like, I was thanking the lords that I had Wi Fi and a phone next to me because I would found myself drifting to the phone a lot. I found myself researching the actors uh, that were that starred in the film, making sure they were all dead. Is this your first black and white film? No, I've I've I, I I like black and white films. I know how to watch black. You know, and Just the other
2: day, you wouldn't know. last episode, you said you wouldn't watch black and white film.
1: No, I have I've seen black and white films. I have seen black and white shows as well. I, I'm I'm a I'm a film noir, um, fan. Whether that's because I like French people, I don't know. French women, to be more uh, precise. But what I'm going to say is Citizen Kane. There was one scene where he comes in. And spoiler alerts, I don't care, you know, spoiler alerts for Citizen Kane, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it came out in 1941, if you haven't seen it, shame on you, well actually not shame on you, I don't care, What there was a scene where he, he comes and gets picked up by the banker who becomes his father figure whatever, where he's on the sled, and everyone's just talking across each other, I was thinking where is the direction on this, this is like the most unprofessional scene I've ever like witnessed with my own eyeballs. Um, I they did a lot of prosthetics, so they were making him look. They didn't make him look older; just made him look fatter. They just gave him fat stuff. Like that's how they age people in that, which I didn't like either. Uh, what else did I like?
0: So then, why why do you think it it went down so well with other people? Like I'm I'm looking at Rotten Tomato, and it's a hundred percent.
1: No, because it revolutionised. I think it 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 made so many techniques new to everyone. Because I actually had this cup like before doing this this MKH cut, I actually spoke to someone that went to film school who had to watch it for film school. And he said he would never watch it again. The reason they watch it at film school is because they give you the origins of a lot of techniques that you see in today's film. And it's not that entertaining. If I wanted to watch a Citizen Kane type product, I would just go go and watch uh, Succession again, because that is basically the same thing, but done A thousand, a million times better Like obviously you can say There wouldn't be any succession without Citizen Kane Fair enough But as a product, I did not like it
0: Is it because there wasn't any gun shooting And killing And and assassinations
1: And action sequences Let me nip
0: this in the bud right now
1: (laughs) Let me nip this in the bud right now You're, You're looking at a guy Who sat through 40 hours of The Crown And by no measure has The Crown got any action scenes. I'm waiting for season six when they kill Diana. But other than that, there's no action scenes in The Crown. It's a lot of speaking, a lot of procedure, a lot of duty, if you will. So I'm, I'm, I'm a man that can what, like, sit down and not watch any action scenes. I'm just saying, I just think Citizen Kane is a bad film in my eyes.
0: So it's a different kind of intellectual film to what you enjoy. Yeah.
2: Were you not curious about Rosebud? No, because I knew it was the sled. I was thinking, oh, you... say? Well, if you know it's a sled. <laughs> what? What? <laughs>
1: if, you know, if you know it's a sled, uh, or you already knew it was a sled. No, I knew. No, because I was thinking, because when, when, when it shows the relationships between him and his first wife and his second wife, who he treated like trash, by the way. We're not men like him. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. And I, I, I remembered the only thing that he loved was when that terrible scene when he came and. When he was kidnapped by that banker, and he swung a pun- I think it was a punch at him. I said, "Why are you punching a grown adult? What is happening?" No, he here? hits
2: him with the sled. He hits him with the sled.
1: Yeah, exactly. So he hits him with the sled. I was thinking that's the only thing he ever loved. Like it was, it was silly. That's only one interpretation. What was the other t- interpretation?
2: It's the first thing he used to to um, to buck against authority.
1: Okay, the rosebud. What? The sled Rose- is named Rosebud, yeah. And who names the sled rosebud? Even for a child, that's stupid. But what I was gonna say, citizen <laughs> He didn't name it Rosebud. The actual sled was painted, it was painted rosebud on it. Yes. So let me let me just say if Citizen Kane like is very is very aware of what it is. Like I think Citizen Kane, if it was a person, it it, it would love the smell of its own farts. Now, Mank is um I guess the visuals is done as a tribute to Citizen Kane, like with the, with the colour gradient and everything. So, like, if Citizen Kane loves the smell of its own farts, I tell you, Mank has had four, four ribs removed so it can suck its own penis. That film is the most pretentious load of crap I've... OK. What is called this MKH Rants? <laughs> MK, let we just listen? <laughs> no, okay. No, before before I go any further, what what did you guys think of Mank?
0: I like the style, not so much the storyline because I kind of got a bit bored. But I really love the
2: style of the film, the cinematography. If you'd seen Citizen Kane, you don't you kind of get the story more because you kind of understand what you know, what's happening. If you've seen Citizen Kane, you get the kind of allusions to it. And I'm not blaming
1: you. That's the thing I agree with Stephen on, like to get a lot of the context around what is happening in Mank, you need to have seen Citizen Kane. And it it does make, I don't know if it makes a lot of the things, like it's basically, it it felt like, you know, when in the Star Wars universe, they retroactively put something to make the original trilogy make sense. So things that follow so things that follow episodes, what is it? Uh, I think it's six, seven, and eight. What's what's the original so what's the original trilogy? Four, five, and six. Yeah. So to make it make sense, they put in all this stupid stuff in the episode one, two, and three. And I think this is what Mank is trying to do, like the fact that he knew someone. Who who in his eyes represented um, Mr. Kane in the film?
2: You know, Randolph Hearst was like the Rupert Murdoch of his day. So to make this film was fucking, you know, it,
1: it was ballsy. Yeah, absolutely yeah. ballsy. No, people said no. People keep saying that, but then other people have come along afterwards and said Rupert Murdoch's a thousand times worse than Hearst. So they they were saying, was it? Much of a massive risk, and then when you look at Mank, like the, it was the...
2: because it, I mean, they're talking I mean, Orson Welles and Mankvis it's their it's their career. So if their film gets blacklisted and they're not allowed to make, I mean, it affected Orson Welles' the rest of his career. He could never get the money again to make the films he wanted. I mean, I'd recommend. I mean, I, I don't know if I will recommend to you actually, but Touch of Evil, his other masterpiece. I mean, he he, he had to cobble together stuff from disparate kind of sources all the time. He never... Because he, he always wanted Final Cut. He always wanted kind of to do it his own way. And he was never able to do it again after Citizen Kane. And a lot of it is down to kind of just the shit he went through making Citizen Kane and all the shit that Hearst put him through and all these newspapers and everything.
1: Well, but to be fair, Mank went through a much worse time than him, like obviously culminating in him dying of alcoholism and stuff like that. Um, I... So uh, let's talk about the set design and things like that. I I didn't like it was in black and white. I think for me that was too much of a distraction and too much of a a a I guess, I don't know tipping of the hat to Citizen Kane. What did you think, Stephen?
2: Uh, it fitted with kind of the story they were telling and that sort of thirties, thirties forties, and yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah style of the times, isn't it? And I I think that was kind of. I quite liked
1: it, actually,
0: that yeah. it was kind of like stylised
1: to the time. I, I didn't. I felt I, I it was too much of a distra- distraction for me. Like I've, I've watched films, other films that have been based in the 30s, and colour was just fine for me. I just, No, seriously, I, think, I, I really felt that the writers, because the, the director made this film because his dad wasn't able to. His dad wrote the film and his dad sadly passed away. Before oh, we talk about
2: David Fincher, aren't we?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just felt like this this film was it had an air around it that like I'm super important. You must basically you need to swallow everything I'm giving you right now. And it was there was so much arrogance to it. I just I just felt so offended watching it. Like, and I that's a lot of arrogance, but I was pricked by a Mank Was the guy that was
2: kind of the only one sane one in the film, basically. Was anyone who kind of knew what shit was going on? He, but he had to put up with all these idiots like you know, Maya and. Um,
0: but that, that, that's the hierarchy of Hollywood, though, was not yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, like the the sleazy kind of misogynistic and.
2: Uh, and, and he had the balls yeah, to kind yeah. of stand up to them and to kind of you know give his own point of view. I mean that whole the whole storyline about the um the. You Know the Californian governor race, I think it is that's going yeah. on, yeah, and yeah. that whole thing, Because you know, Mank is on the side of the um socialist guy, and um, so but he's the only one in that circle who seems to be able to say it, even though some of them, like the guy who dies early, um, Irving, he said that he used to hand out you know communist leaflets when he was a kid in New York, and then he what, got is his- that the
1: guy oh, who, 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 yeah, who, who. Shot himself with the gun. Is that what he was? About? No, no, the guy who oh. shot
2: himself with the gun is the guy that directed that propaganda film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guess, uh... But Irving Fulberg, the um, head of the studio, he died of pneumonia. So, oh. and you see him, you see him at the funeral,
1: you see the funeral. Oh, see, okay, so <laughs> yeah, Grant, like, I don't understand, like, so, like, if he was like that and he used to go to these dinner parties and spout his. Jeremy Corbyn esque rants and stuff like that. Why invite him? Like, why would you want someone like him around? Entertainment. He's entertaining. He's a good speaker. He's a amateur. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know he said that. I know he said that, but I didn't find him likable as a character. I think, like, especially when they, 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 like, they took it. And spoiler alert for anyone that's uh, listening and watching this at the moment. So they take him to this ranch to help him, so he, to enable him to, to go cold turkey. Like even though they leave a whole chest full of alcohol there, which was just blew my mind as well. So they take him to this place. They like we're trying to we, we've got a maid here. What was she actually? No, she was someone that he helped. But it you know, was a
0: physiotherapist, was, and then her his kind of secretary slash yeah, to, kind of notetaker to, to take
1: dictations and things like that. And this guy is still like just throwing it away. And I, I'm not saying like like granted he has an addiction. Like I'm not I'm not mocking that whatsoever, but. I just like just because uh you're an alcoholic, you could be unlikable as well. <laughs> like the two are not mutually exclusive. And I just felt like he just wasn't likable as a character either. Like I, I kind of I kind of said ha they should take the writing credit from you because you're an idiot, and you put yourself around all these sharks, and you 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 did their their tap dance. And even though you saw what Mai was like when he took all the money from all those people for oh yeah, what was it a month? He said he was going to take the money away from them, but you really was just padding his own pockets. Like mm. you, you saw all of this, and you just stood by just so you can get your sl- slimy little brother into like writing as well. Like I just didn't like the guy. I'm sorry. But were you, do you really think that you were supposed to like him, though? That's what I'm saying. I'm watching these two films and I'm thinking, who am I supposed to like? Who am I rooting for here? I liked him. You like <laughs> him? <Yeah.
2: laughs> I, I liked his performance. He's one of those old kind of American kind of raconteurs you get in the early part of the 20th century. He's got all these stories, but also it's funny and kind of cynical, but kind of... Also, kind of sweet, like the when he kind of when um his secretary when her husband when he goes down and she's been taking he's been taking the piss out of her, and then suddenly he thinks oh shit, he's dead and you can see that you know he's a caring guy, he's a, sweet, he's, he's a caring guy he's he's on the socialist side, he's just got to play the stupid Hollywood game to get to make any money. I mean the big thing about this, I mean with his wife at the end is that he's not making any money, he hasn't got any money, so he needs and he's the best writer in hollywood so you know he needs to kind of suck up to these hollywood wend as much as he can bear to 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 do his career, to make his career work
0: i think citizen kane was the last thing he wrote though wasn't it historically like he he, he never did anything after
2: that he, he did a lot of script doctoring
1: i know
0: yeah apparently that was the last script he ever wrote or am i getting my facts wrong
1: probably no, who's well, a part of the wizard of oz so he he adapted stuff there, and then after you got a screenplay for standby standby for action, you got the Goodfellas, you got uh, was, it after? Yeah, was it after yeah after Citizen oh yeah, really after Citizen Kane, uh you've got the Spanish Main, Four Women's Secret, the Pride of St Louis, uh Lux Video Theater, which is a TV series episode of the Enchanted.
0: I stand corrected. He never did anything with awesome wells again after Citizen Kane.
1: Yeah, because they hated each other because he got screwed he got screwed over by by this young buck who said you 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 are not getting any credit and then he fought to get the credit. And then even when they won the Oscar, they weren't they weren't at the ceremony. And then obviously you heard the audio at the end um when the real audio of awesome wells when he was asked the question about um who wrote the screenplay? Yeah, about your fella Mank.
0: Um I d- I... my my understanding was that Mank originally agreed not to take credit for the screenplay and then he changed his mind. Yeah.
1: Yeah, making him even more unlikable. Okay, like what a socialist he well, wrote, wrote the best thing in his career. I don't understand like how you can have socialist principles and then say then reneg. I'm, I'm quite naive Because I didn't know that um, You know
0: You could pass up credit For writing a screenplay So I mean like All, the, all this time Where I thought Oh the screenplay's a bit shit Who wrote it that, that idiot shouldn't work again It may not even be him That wrote it
1: I think back then They didn't have the Writers Guild And stuff like that So I think the Writers have more rights now Than they did back then Definitely
2: Well that, uh, that, that's the plot line It's the sliding up Of the Writers Guild by.
1: Dave mankovic.
0: Because they touched on, they did touch on that in the film.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but isn't not they? a lot, but that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I think it's uh, a lot harder to cut a screenwriter out of their and work now, unless they, they really... Well, it's copyright now, isn't it? You, yeah, Copyright
0: exactly. law, so... Yeah.
1: But I think, like, again, he's not a man of his word because he said, I don't want it, and then he said, but he stole... And I think... He's not a perfect... He's not meant to be perfect. He's just meant to be human. But a, I'm not saying of... perfect. Just be all right, for crying out loud. I don't want you to be perfect. Just be in a right character. Do you
2: think he, don't you think he deserves credit for what he wrote?
0: I mean, technically, this is a film about... Well, it's an autobiography of someone writing about someone else's autobiography. Yeah.
1: yeah. Let's, we're, we're, we're not, <laughs> not going to make any headway on what I think of Mank and whether he gets credit, because I don't think he should, and Stephen thinks he should... So let's just agree to disagree on that. Do, do we think this is a role of a lifetime for uh, Gary Oldman? Will, will he even remember be doing this in two years? Sid Vicious—that was his role of a lifetime. But where do we think this stands up in his whole catalogue? Do, do you? I think thought he... it's
2: very—it's you know—it wasn't sentimental like his Churchill probably was, even though I didn't see it. Um, it's kind of yeah. I haven't really. I thought I thought it was great. I really thought it was a great performance. That kind of. Yeah, just uh, he he got the good comic timing. I mean, it was funny. He had a lot of funny lines. I don't know why he,
1: did you spot those funny lines, at MKH? <laughs> I, I I was too busy watching the film suck itself off to notice any jokes it was doing. Sorry.
0: Oh, uh, were you like under some influence of other things or something? I I feel like I'm in the middle of a marmite. War here <laughs> you <laughs> between, are. You, between you two. I mean, like, Stephen absolutely loves it, and you absolutely hate it. I'm kind of like, I enjoyed it.
2: I absolutely love Citizen Kane, but I also love anything about it. I mean, I've, I've got a book here about the making a Citizen Kane myself.
1: Okay, before he opens the first chapter, you have to be the voice of reason now, Jamie. Give us your critique of the film, honestly. Mank, just as it was.
0: I enjoyed the film design, um, but I did get a little bit bored. Um, but I wonder if that's because I didn't have the background of Citizen Kane. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the film. I just kind of thought, mm, there were parts that were a bit slow for me, but then, like, I'm I'm more of an action person anyway. I like my action fantasy type films. So for me, this this felt like a very intellectual film, and it almost felt like... I might have been a little bit more intelligent after watching it.
2: I don't know. I don't know if it's intelligent or It's just kind of... In that period of Hollywood history
1: is kind of fascinating with the characters. There. Yeah,
2: it, it felt sophisticated. The, the, the film,
0: for me, felt sophisticated.
1: Yeah, as I've mentioned like a hundred times in this, there was an era of... um Smugness? Yeah, I think there is definitely smugness. I guess there was a bit of looking down at other, like, film genres and film types and stuff like that and say we are the cream of the crop so to speak Um, but as much as I do crap on Citizen Kane I do enjoy that film more than I enjoyed Mank because at least it is a film of its time whereas Mank is a film trying to emulate something from that era and yeah I just I just couldn't get into it like I just couldn't
0: I liked that it did that though I liked that it kind of did the, the 40s style uh,
2: the, the, the scene in Citizen Kane where they show his first marriage and the whole story of his first marriage is told over them having breakfast with kind of fade cuts. Did you not find that impressive?
1: No, no, I I get like the techniques that they establish if things like I have no problem with that. But I think as a story of um, of keeping me engaged, I just I I I, I you know what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> Birth of a Nation would have kept me more engaged in Citizen Kane. I'm sorry, and <laughs> Birth of a Nation is about the establishment of the Ku clan. But But um, what I will say, Jay, so you like the costume, the setting, the the
0: style, the, the style, production the design, grading,
1: all yeah. of that. Um,
0: Even the sound was a bit brighter as well. Like it had a different, like the sound was different from mm. other films. It, was,
1: it just felt brighter it was just the way it was recorded and what did you think of so just looking at the budget the budget wasn't actually that like extravagant it was like 20 to 30 million which is nothing really when you think about blockbusters nowadays what, what would it cost money in it really hmm mm. uh, so S- Stephen yeah in terms of um, biopics are you a fan of biopics um, good ones. <laughs> everyone's everyone's <laughs> fan of good something, but, but just the jumbo biopics itself. not <laughs> it's lots of. I mean, uh, uh, no, I wouldn't choose it. I mean, I haven't seen the Queen
2: one or the Jarrett and John one. Or
1: um, have you watched? Have you watched the Crown? Since I mentioned it earlier, no, nah, I have no interest in the royal family. No, but that's what I'm saying. So I'm, 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 I'm a Republican with a small R as well, and it's an anti-royal. By small? Because I'm not a capital R, like a Republican in the United States. So that's why they... Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I, I thought you meant
2: you were kind of hated the royal family, but not
1: completely. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Just distinguishing between like the political yeah, party yeah. and a, a, a personal belief. But um, so the Crown isn't pro-Royal. It's actually kind of anti-Royal. Oh, yeah. Country. I do
2: realise that. But I just, it'll just irritate me.
1: Okay. Oh fair enough no no I just thought like if you're a fan of biopics and good biopics that Yeah I know
2: but I mean I'm probably I'm I'm why I'm thinking of just musical musical biopics but I'm sure there are ones that I've enjoyed mm-hmm. I'm trying to think I can't think of
1: um Okay no. and Jay, um... Jay Jay how um how are you biopics are you a fan of biopics
0: It depends on who the biopic is about I mean if it's of if, if it's of someone that I have been following um, then yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it. But if it's someone who's like I've never heard of before, it's kind of like uh, if it's there and I have to, or if it's there's nothing else to watch. The
2: William
1: Hartnell biopic, I enjoyed that.
0: I'm I'm just trying to think which other biopics have I have I watched. I, I can't even remember any.
1: I'm going to be more decisive than you guys. I don't like biopic as a genre because I could just open up Wikipedia if I want to find out about the person. But the only thing I have enjoyed in terms of bi autobiographical or just biographical, is the crown. I don't think I'll be continuing outside of the royal family to see what people have done in their lives when, like I said, you've got Wikipedia there to find that all out. So I'm not a fan of bi. Autobi- I-
2: An autobiographical biopic would mean that you'd have to make the film about yourself yourself.
1: No, that's what I meant. That's why I changed it. Just, just biographical biopics, biographical nature. Uh, yeah, I won't be doing that. Again, and then the only reason I picked man because because I was thinking I was I was trying to be a grown up in front of you guys, and that's the last time I'm going to be a grown up in front of you guys. I'm going to stick to my guns and my cars. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, my... just just don't
0: recommend anything to him anymore.
1: No, he didn't. <laughs> Stephen didn't. He recommend watching. He recommended watching Susan Citizen Kane.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And you hated that as well.
1: No, I hated it, but I, I, I picked Mank because I thought, oh, let me, right, we've done all the action, like we've done the shoot, shoot, bang, bang, like fast cars and stuff. Let's do something more grown up. I'm never doing that again. I'm sorry, everyone out there listening to Geeks, <laughs> I'm not doing it again. <laughs> If you're gonna to come to the MKH cut, you're coming for nothing but action and explosions. Obviously, Stephen won't return because he won't. He won't like. Oh no, that I, I like doing MKH cut, but yeah.
2: I, this, this is my favourite film you've done so far. And 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 MKH has just trashed it.
1: <laughs> it's personal, like but for me, like I'm not saying like I, just for me. I just like it was hard getting through. I had to split. I didn't watch them like two in a row. I like. I did one on one day, and then I, I skipped a couple of days, and I had to do Mank because yeah, I knew just from the poster, the average like the promotional poster, I knew it was going to be black and white. I was like, "Oh my gosh, these guys are trying to kill me." <laughs> but um, yeah, um,
2: <laughs> uh, I, used, but, I used to have I used to have a massive citizen Kane poster over my bed when I was in
1: Cornwall. Right, <laughs> just had Mister really? Kane just looking over you. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, my God, you're a fanboy. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> you are such I, a fanboy. I, I love Orson Welles.
2: I think he's a, amazing. MKH, you might be interested in RKO 281, which is colour and shows the same story from Orson Welles' point of view.
1: If I can find it, I'll I'll, I'll give it the first five minutes because I don't have to do it for a cut. <laughs> I'll have a look see if I can find it.
0: See, I, I very much doubt that just adding colour is going to make you change your mind on this type of... You know, genre of film,
2: the style of film. Melanie Griffiths is in it.
1: Okay, like, l- l- yeah. Let me see the first five minutes before I continue. My issue was is that Mank was trying so hard to be in that in that era in that period. But that's that, that, that's what they're trying to do, though. No, but like, don't do it in black and white because we know we live in a color world. Like, you didn't live in a black and white world. Then just 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 treat me like a just treat me like a. Like you're, not,
0: <laughs> like you're not colorblind.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, stop treating me like an inferior and say, come on, boy, just use your imagination. Just imagine they're in colour. No, just but give it the colour. But
2: there's a different sense that colour and black and white give to you. When, I mean, the film that we made, our feature film, we made it in black and white because it, just, it, because it looked better in black and white than it did in colour.
1: <laughs> what, what was the film? What was the film called? Keep Shut keep shut little plug there can 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 the listeners find it no, anywhere? no
2: no one can ever see it again it's been buried underneath a mountain in central america okay
1: that's a shame
0: why central america <laughs> because
2: that's where i was at the time when i was burying it <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: what? wait 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 so you, you so it was better told in black and white but you still buried it was it that bad even without color
2: I don't like it. Some people think it's quite good. We, we got an award nomination for Best Screenplay at uh, an International Film Awards. <laughs> but
1: No, can I just say, I just feel like Mank used the black and white palette in a pretentious manner. Like, I have not, I have like, so Sin City was done in black and white. I had no problem because obviously it's based on comic it's really books. pretentious. That's much more no, pretentious. It's based on comic page. books and stuff like that, like which I could stomach because I'm a comic book fan. But I think Mank. Oh, we're going round in circles. Forget about the black and white palette. Let's move on. Who do we recommend? Who do we recommend this film for? Me. <laughs> yeah, so people that love Citizen Kane, obviously. If
2: you're interested in 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 kind of behind the scenes Hollywood film, I mean, there's there's quite famous there's um. Uh, Meyer's in it um, Albie Meyer and also Irving Falberger in it so it's kind of the big hitters of 30s Hollywood and if you're interested in kind of behind the scenes stories about you know w- w- what it was like then oh, they were 30's. all
0: sexual predators as well yeah
2: no, that's,
1: that's conveniently left out
0: <laughs> I know, exactly I, I, Yeah, I
1: mean, sexual predation well, uh, <laughs> I've been watching Frasier, I've been re-watching watching Frasier
2: And the number of the, the, the kind of the sexual politics of Frasier Are a little bit dodgy now I mean, every woman Frasier Dates has got a very short skirt on all the time They always dress exactly the same It's a very And, and Frasier chat, Frasier's Chat lines are kind of very Odd now they don't seem
1: right. He seems like a lecherous man now.
0: They've, they've dated him, they
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: so, like like you've just highlighted, like a lot of things made back in the day would be problematic today. So I would have given Mank more respect if they did just lean into how sexist and racist it was at the time and how exploitative it was of that. Who's that who's the blonde girl that was in it? That was
0: Marion Davies.
1: Yeah, and like how what and she had to but was that Hers's was her, that herses little sugar like like Yeah, w- were they actually married or no, was she, she was just a mistress. bit on the side? She was the, she was a uh, mistress. Okay. But um yeah, I, I would have preferred if they lent into that and said, Yeah, look, this is how wild it was. Like everyone was sexist and racist and like they didn't let people I would have preferred that, but they sanitized it. That's the thing, they sanitized it as well. They they sanitized that whole era so I can't but it wasn't, I mean it wasn't a story about racism or sexism. No, but I'm not saying make it the the main pillar of your film, but at least acknowledge that it existed. Like I can't imagine this socialist was walking in and out of these high-powered dinner events where there wasn't a bit of oh quiet down, dear and stuff like that. Like they gave that woman so much like autonomy in that in that film, which I don't think she would have had in real life. And when you look at the her background, she got forced into films by Mister Hearst, and like he funded a lot of her 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 lifestyle and her career. And stuff yeah, like I mean the, 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 that scene, Citizen Kane, where Joseph
2: Cotton's character is having to do the um, the review of her the opera. Uh, did you not? Did you not like that scene? That whole kind of.
1: With him coming when back, he was I mean, drunk at the when he when he was drunk at the typewriter, oh, and then, he, yeah, no, yeah, he drunk because he had to give her a bad review because he couldn't. I mean, that was did you not? And, yeah, but that's the thing that was in Citizen Kane. That wasn't in Mank. That's what I'm saying. So that that's the difference. Like I still can't get you over you not liking Citizen. Kane.
2: No, but that's the thing. What no, about like, the opening. You start off his like big gothic house, and it's kind of oh, it's gonna be a horror film. And then you've got the snow globe, the snow globe, and it falls over and and then straight into that um straight into that news um the news thing that comes flashing across the screen and suddenly you get the whole story and it's all like it's an amazing piece of kind of film of writing, amazing piece of filmmaking.
0: Malachi, you've started them. You've started them off, Malachi.
1: No, I, I understand Citizen Kane. That's that's fine. Like, but I'm saying is isn't Kane is definitely a product of its time. Mank which is pretending to be a product of that time isn't really. That's the difference I'm trying to I'm just make I'm not yeah, saying
2: yeah
1: yeah. yeah yeah, I'm not saying like you have to have it at the forefront. I'm just saying like they they didn't even mention it uh, especially with um I think even Gary Oldman was caught up in the me too uh movement and he almost got me too so um yeah I think yeah yeah seriously look it up. I, I yes I don't like how they didn't even like Address it Whatsoever Um My, my favourite fact About Gary Oldman Is that his sister Is Mo In EastEnders Yeah Did you know that Jamie No Mo Mo no. Moe No Big Mo, big Mo. N- No in O Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, no I don't
0: I don't even watch that So okay. I I'm You know I'm a poor excuse Of a Londoner Really
1: No it's too late To get into EastEnders now Like it's It's, it's Completely over the hill it's a soap opera <laughs> No, it's, it's rubbish It's rubbish now
0: I don't even watch soap operas so.
1: I think, I think EastEnders was better like, Late 90s, early 2000s um, Okay, Saran so, Jones. Hmm? Jones
2: Who's Saran Jones? She played um, Karen S- Steve's girlfriend She was brilliant Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Are we talking about EastEnders now?
1: We are now. Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> up, I need to bring some up, order. I need to bring some order back to order. this episode. Order. 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 The order. Oh, order, <laughs> order. Um, okay. So, Stephen says he. So the recommended target audience of this film is himself uh, and people that love Citizen Kane and want to know about the, I guess, some of the, uh, background workings of Hollywood and when MG was it MGM. That when they first started isn't it uh Jamie who do you recommend this film for
0: anyone who is in film school and wants to <laughs> who, who wants a bit of background of what happened in the old days I don't know it's it's, it's, a, it's a bit um I don't know I mean I, I think there's some lessons in stylizing films and what works and what doesn't work um Obviously, with screenplay and things like that, there's a few lessons there as well because there were some really slow parts in that film. But I loved the look of it. But I
1: loved the look of it. Before before we get to uh, our verdicts about whether we want to watch it or not, I recommend it for anyone who's feeling a bit up themselves, a bit arrogant, wants to put on a cigar jacket, like pour themselves a nice glass of cognac and watch it in front or above a, a burning fire, that type of person who has a grand chair, those types of idiots. No, actually, I'm joking. Now, if you like the film, if you want to see the film, go for it. I'm not going to recommend it. Um, so I'll start it off. I, I don't think you should watch this. I don't. But if you're feeling a bit cheeky, a bit frisky, go for it. Uh, Stephen, what's your recommendation? Um, I think
2: it, I, th- I thought it's great. It's not as so good as Citizen Kane, obviously. Um, I, I don't know whether it's better than RK281, film I was talking about but I enjoyed it very much um, uh, Herman Mankiewicz is a very interesting character and um, yeah a couple of shout outs to uh, Lily Collins who's Phil Collins' daughter playing, wow. um, playing yeah. the um, secretary
1: mm. mm-hmm.
2: and, his, and his manager um, Herman uh, Mank's manager played play by Sam Trouton, who's Patrick Troughton's grandson so there's a Doctor Who
1: did you notice there was a lot of English people in this film? I found there was a lot of English people. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, very Englishy accents as well. Even though I thought they were supposed to be American.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, yeah, it's it's set in America. Like everyone was supposed to be born in, America. but yeah, everyone yeah, it was quite English influence, which was except poor. for the
0: physiotherapist who was German.
1: Mm. Yes, She was. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, Jamie, what, what's your recommendation?
0: Recommendation yeah watch it for the hell of it if you like it you like it if you don't you don't it's marmite
1: and on that bombshell we're going mm. to bring this episode to a close um so there you have it guys um that was the first time you've ever seen me rant about a film and this uh, is it yeah that this was it you're in for a massive treat like I'm usually the calm, cool, and collective person on these episodes, but I was what so shouty. Yeah, I was very animated, and um, it was good to lock horns with Stephen Cole over there. Uh, so yeah, as you, said, were, uh, you, you were
2: you um, were a good opponent, but I think the best man won. <laughs> I know I did. Thank <laughs> you.
1: Um, so that's a goodbye from Stephen. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Jamie.
0: Bye, everyone! Thanks for listening.
1: And that is a goodbye from myself, MKH. And this was the MKH cut. And just keep listening to the Geekfoot Podcast. We've got a lot of fun things in the pipeline. Okay, goodbye.